I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, June 30th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. In fact, not only good morning, Peak Pals, but great morning because it's the start of another three-day weekend for many Canadians. A friendly reminder that you can head up all of the country's national parks for free tomorrow. But if heading to downtown Ottawa with a full camel back filled with white claws, more your thing, we respect that too. So happy 156 to Canada, and I hope everybody has a great long weekend. So Peak Pals, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, Google bans the news. For our second story, cyber attacks come with a high price. And for our last story, it's all about AI at Collision. For our first story, Canada is learning the hard way that when a tech giant makes a threat, well, you best believe them. So Google said that it will no longer show Canadian news content in Canada, including in the News tab, once the Online News Act comes into effect later this year. It will also end the pre-existing licensing deals it already held with over 150 Canadian publishers. Now to catch you up, last week the government passed the hotly contested Online News Act, which forces major online platforms to strike deals with publishers that link to their news content. Google told lawmakers that expectations for the act were unrealistic and made several suggestions like using a model where platforms pay for fees for displaying news, not linking to it. Obviously, the feds did not take them up on these recommendations. Google is now the second company with an impending news ban. Earlier this month, Meta said it would block Canadian users from sharing, posting, and seeing news on its platform. And it matters because this is pretty much the worst case scenario for the Canadian government. Struggling news publishers who are promised a boost in revenue will actually face a drop as they see traffic decline, while Canadians will have a much harder time staying informed. Now, Michael Geist, a professor and researcher, told the Globe and Mail that the government has scored the ultimate own goal, taking millions away from the sector and leaving Canadians in a far worse position than if it had done nothing at all. Next, as the final regulations of the law are drafted, talks could still take place to change things. Like what happened in Australia, it passed a similar act and got a similar response in 2021. However, both sides seem like they have nothing left to say. The bottom line is, and this is what Jesse Brown told The Slate, big tech companies are aware that the Australian example is emboldening different governments to try similar things. And frankly, I think they're making an example out of Canada. For our second story, a cyber attack on Suncor has left the company and its customers looking for answers, driving the news that Canadian energy giant is still reeling from the effects of a cyber attack that hit the company last weekend. Payment systems are down at a number of Petro-Canada stations nationwide, and the website and app have also been affected. The company's costs are piling up as they enlist an army of IT experts to mitigate the effect of the attack, while cashless customers are taking their business elsewhere. And this matters because this is the latest example of a cyber attack affecting the infrastructure of a major Canadian company. One report suggests that 44% of Canadian businesses faced a cyber attack last year, compromising data and devices costing $6 million on average. Indigo faced a ransomware attack that took down Indigo's e-commerce website this year, resulting in $31.7 million lost between the incident and lost sales. Now, to zoom out... In response to the growing threat of cyber attacks, Canadian businesses have committed billions more to cybersecurity. That's offered a boon for BlackBerry, which yesterday reported a surprise profit owing to its strength on cybersecurity issues. For our third story, the biggest artificial intelligence, sorry, technology event in Canada has drawn to a close. 
Here's what happened on the last day of Collision. The three-day Collision conference welcomed over 36,000 attendees to hear from technology leaders, including Google DeepMind, Colin Murdoch, the godfather of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, Coheres in Gomez, and Amazon AWS CEO, Adam Salpisky. Dozens of panels ponder the application of AI in everything from weather prediction to medical research to robot-fueled warfare, yikes. And this all, as you can imagine, matters a lot because 2023 will forever be remembered as the year that artificial intelligence launched into the mainstream. The technology has the potential to touch everything from writing to driving, and most businesses are trying to figure out how not to get left behind. Here's what some of the experts at the conference said. So leading the pack of AI optimists is Colin Murdoch, CBO at Google DeepMind. He spoke about the applications of the AI system AlphaFold in research and how AI could forecast weather. And in his words, AI can solve some of our biggest challenges. Climate AI founder Max Evans highlighted AI's adaptability. It's crazy how the same technology that can power a robot or car can power a climate model, he told Peak. Technology leaders, including 1Password CEO Jeff Shiner and Amazon AWS Adam Solipsky, pointed out some concerns with generative AI like ChatGPT. Solipsky noted that many Fortune 500 CEOs had banned AI chatbots because they don't see them as secure. Meanwhile, the godfather of AI himself, Jeffrey Hinton, sent attendees, including yours truly, into somewhat of a doomsday spiral after outlining that advancements around AI are pushing the world into a period of huge uncertainty and outline his top six areas of concern. The bottom line is several founders, including Conviction Sarah Guo and Dusty Robotics' Tessa Lau, point out that AI has a long way to go, but the urgency to be a disruption, not disrupted by AI, is definitely palpable. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And Peak Pals, have a great long weekend. Wait.